0: Mr. Anderson, here we are back at the Streamside Hall again for episode number 16. Um, There might be a little bit of background noise because it looks like your neighbors are having a little bit of a construction project going over there. But yes,
1: they are putting in the electricity right now. So we're trying to hook up to the neighborhood electricity, which knocked out electricity yesterday for a few hours. But yeah, you'll probably hear them in the background.
0: Fun times. So uh, I guess they're probably going to be a little rushed too with all this weather we're having. It sounds like we're going to have a bit of a uh, cloud opening in about a half an hour or so this is
1: going to be a stormy broadcast we are going to have a uh, thunderstorm probably roll in here in about half an hour so we'll have to tune that out as well so how you doing john you what know are-
0: i'm doing i'm doing really well uh been a busy busy summer so far um unfortunately we didn't get to record last week uh so we had to kind of push it to this week and that was mostly on me uh, busy i mean you had a busy schedule with strength and conditioning and i've just got a lot of random little chaos going on i can't get a an orthodox schedule in place for anything because it's summer. Yeah. So
1: the summer schedule is, it is, thank goodness for Google, um, calendar for me, um, plugging everything in, just trying to keep it all straight because during the school year, you got a set start time, things are in the evening. It's a pretty easy, um, pretty easy to keep track of what you're doing. And then summer hits and it's like, okay, we've got something on Tuesday. Well, what day is it? First of all, and then there's something on Tuesday and Wednesday and then you got to camp this day and at this time and it changes. So yeah, uh, we had that busy week last week with the camps. Uh, we did the, uh, we tried field hockey, we tried soccer, we tried wrestling, did a cheerleading camp all to the good kids were kids were great. Um, and slept well at night. So what do you got planned for this weekend, John?
0: Oh, Brad, you know, um, summertime means cottage time for me. So I'm going to be heading up to big star Lake, uh, Robin and Julie and I are heading up on Friday morning. I gotta pick Robin up from the gym because Robin without the gym is not a Robin that I want to live with. Uh, but after that, we're gonna head up to the cottage. We've got a little place uh, near Big Star Lake, and we're gonna stay up there for the entire week after the Fourth of July. And we'll be please don't rob my house. And we'll be uh, heading home the following Sunday. So
1: just a pure Michigan weekend yep. or week. So to speak. Hopefully,
0: we're gonna have some good weather. There'll be a lot of cornhole, maybe some, you know, sitting on a dock looking at a lake. And I actually picked up um, a fairly inexpensive projector for so I can project some movies for the kids nice. out like little, you know, driveway movie night or something like that. Right. So very cool times. Oh, hey, we have a guest speaker today. Isn't that what's that, Mickey? This or is, is Mickey, the, my cat. Mickey yes, the cat. Sorry, back. Mickey he only I'm comes sorry.
1: around when we're recording a podcast. He's here at the third seat, and he <laughs> might pipe in with uh, some commentary. So good to have you, Mickey. Um, yeah, this weekend, I'm going to be heading to the local events here. We'll talk about those in a little bit. Uh, the The parade in Ada, there's a uh, old car show, the fireworks. So my family and I, we're going to be checking that out and maybe heading up to a lake later on this weekend. But that's what I love when you ask people, you know, what's going on? Well, I'm heading up to the lake. And then you say, the next natural question is, what lake? And it's hard to get a repeat lake. True. When you're talking to people, people at yeah, Big Star Lake, oh, I'm heading to Pickerel Lake, or... Oh man, not the Lake Leland, also. That's the beauty behind Michigan. There is no shortage of hidden gems here. And if you're not out on the lake, you might be out on the river or uh, you, you probably have a pool. So it's, man, I'm so looking forward to the 4th of July weekend. This is one of my favorite weekends of the year,
0: undoubtedly. And agree it is with for that. a lot of people. The nice so. thing about 4th of July is it's not a big consumer holiday unless you're going out and spending a ton of money on fireworks. So you don't have to worry about slighting people with the wrong gift or oh what do i get for my stepmom or how how does any of that work it's just a free holiday americana you eat you know chips and and you sit outside you grill out you enjoy the sun and yeah you know you You can't do it wrong
1: you can't do it wrong unless you have uh (laughs) speaking of fireworks so our neighborhood is going to do a neighborhood fireworks show all right so after this actually i'm going to go i'm that guy that's going to go spend uh, all the dads in the neighborhood put in and we're going to do a fireworks show here in the neighborhood this week so can't wait for that and you, you got to be careful in full warning right to everybody make sure you're being careful uh, and you're focused as you're doing your fireworks show so hopefully we don't end up on M Live. it's really wet out that's why we're doing it because the forest is wet and we've got some pretty responsible human beings in this neighborhood i like to think i'm one of them and so we're going to put on that show uh this week so if you see fireworks uh, near the whitneyville area that's that's our neighborhood so um while we're at it, uh, talking about uh, updates, I want a big shout out and happy birthday to my dad, Dan, Big Dan Anderson. It's his seven, It was his 70th birthday uh, on June 27th, and um, you couldn't find – I mean, he's kind of like – I know he's my dad, but he's, he's kind of like an area David Crockett, so to speak. or, or He's just kind of a, a legend in the area, and the guy has done it all. I mean, from you know training championship hunting dogs, he taught for 33 years in the public school system, coached wrestling. Travels the world hunting, visiting friends and relatives, owned a restaurant. Um, The man has apprehended shoplifters at the local Myers and and just, you know, I can't tell you how many street fights he probably won as a high school, college age guy. So, I mean, he's my hero. And uh, so on his his 70th birthday, he did, he used to do birthday pull-ups. So he would do his age and pull-ups. And I think I've told that story on here, how he he would do his age and pull-ups. And he did that all the way up to, I think, uh, when he was 66 maybe or 64 anyhow now he does his eight he doubles his age in push-ups and he has to do it in that many seconds so he did 140 push-ups in 140 seconds the morning of his 70th birthday I hope I can do half that many or a quarter that many when I'm his age Good lord so happy birthday big Dan um, look forward to uh, drinking a cold beverage with you very soon and celebrating style
0: you know my family has a similar tradition uh, with their birthday age um, my grandfather when he was 75 that was his uh, score on a round of golf for 18 holes that's incredible pretty impressive that's very impressive a little less impressive than uh, you know doing that many <laughs> pull-ups. I think I aged out of doing my age in pull-ups when I was about 12 so, so. I'm, putting,
1: I'm putting this out there and uh, so every year since I was probably I don't know 10 maybe was that his age I would do my age in pull-ups. I remember my father doing the pull-ups in the barn on a truss. And uh, if that's the right, you know, one of the beams. Anyways, and so ever ever since I was 10 and could do 10 pull-ups, I would do my age in pull-ups every year. Well, I made it to last year, John, and I hopped up and I had 39. and And forgive me if I've already told this story, but I went into the wrestling room and I hopped up on the wrestling room bar alone, took my mask off. And I hopped up, and I think I ended up with 36. Oof. And I dropped down. I mean, I, I, to save my life, I couldn't have done three more. I, I, I was completely and utterly exhausted. And I dropped down, and I have been disappointed in myself before. But this was like great disappointment. And I vowed then and there in the dark back room of the wrestling room, you know, with the stank and everything. I was like, on my 40th birthday, I will do 40 pull-ups. Now, that promise to myself is a long ways off. But my birthday is the in three months. The birthday's not a long ways off. It's September 24th, and I'm I need to get going on this. So, anyways, now that I put that out there, people are going to ask. So, but that's a good way to do it, right?
0: You know, you have to have something. You have to have a goal you're working towards. We've talked about that before. I mean, you gotta have it
1: on the calendar, right? I've
0: uh, I've got a physical coming up this summer that, well, that that's I want to make sure stuff. that all my stuff well, is looking good. The so doc-
1: a doctor doesn't they don't sugarcoat it. They nope. will come in with like the report and they will give you exactly where you stand. And so it's either very humbling or you're like, heck yeah. Like, See, the I'm last time, shape.
0: last time I had a physical was 2015, Brad, and I was in pretty good shape. Yeah, you were back in like then. peak physical condition. Yeah, yeah. The doctor said, uh, you know, there's a lot of numbers here, but let me just say, if you wanted to eat deep f- fried cholesterol on a stick, you could. And I said, that's great. And I haven't gone back.
1: And you took him up on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, I may have overindulged in the, in that area, but yeah,
1: elephant ears, anybody. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's uh, so big Dan's birthday and uh, happy birthday to him. Um, so, over the weekend, I coached at a rugby sevens tournament, we'll talk about that in a little bit, and I came home covered in mud, John, and I'm not sure if you saw the video.
0: I did. I watched the video, Brad. I, uh, there were a couple of red lights. I, so, uh, we were getting ready to um, to record this episode. Last night, I, I went to the school, and I got the mixing board and stuff, so we'd have a little bit better sound quality out here at Streamside, and... Uh, um, yeah, I, uh, I forgot a cord uh, for the headphones, so I had to run back to the school today, and you sent me that video, and so there were a couple of red lights on the way, and so I paused at those red <laughs> lights, and I, I watched the video, and it was uh, it was a good video. See, you said that you rode a kayak down the river, and, and I believed you, and you kind of did, but it was more of a it was more of a, like riding a surfboard, and, and some hanging on for just dear life, dear life in those yes. moments. So
1: I do not, again, I do not recommend this at home. I have a little, you know, eight foot, Kayak and I came home from the rugby tournament. I was I was drenched muddy and my neighbors Kevin Lipke and Phil Coach kind of like goaded me into it and I um, he, Phil lives across the street underneath the underpass of Whitneyville Bridge or Whitneyville uh, Road and then there's another underpass Phil and Kevin said how long would it take you to get from your bridge to my bridge which is down the stream probably a half mile Uh, by the stream. Now, keep in mind, the stream is maximum six inches deep the rest of the year. And with all that rain, it was easily up to my waist in some spots. Most of the spots were up to my thigh. And so I I hopped in the kayak and I went through the first shoot and it was like stage five whitewater rapids immediately. And I was like, I don't know if this was a great decision. Luckily, I make it through the first rapids. I make it around the second bend and I'm paddling for my life. And then I started taking on water, kayak capsized, and then for the next, oh, I'd say a little shy of a half mile, I like you said, I was basically clinging to this kayak. Now, granted, I could have I stood up at any any time and crawled to the side, but I wanted to ride the rapids. And ride the rapids I did. I don't know. Does it come across? In the Oh, the, yeah,
0: yeah. I really enjoyed the part where you yelled, don't try this at home. It's <laughs> good PSA.
1: Yeah. Uh, l- lucky for me, they didn't catch a couple of my more choice words uh, as I got pulled underwater or you know, was was, uh, riding the Rapids. But it was all in good fun. I wouldn't recommend it. I wanted to do it because, who knows, might never be able to do it again. But the way things are going, I'll probably be able to do it every about three years, right?
0: You know, life's all about uh, collecting experiences and memories, Brad. And that is definitely a memory, not just for you, but for your children, to watch their father uh, ride the the Rapids. Let's
1: just say my wife was not impressed by my hijinks. Uh, You know, that's, that's kind of the story of my life. Like, I'll do something kind of fun and adventurous, and she'll be like, that was stupid.
0: Uh, my my wife on the regular asks me how do you have any friends and and I don't know how to respond to that (laughs) something about me there's a charisma
1: I got a a similar comment from her so yeah that was fun riding the rapids so uh community shout outs Uh, my my first community shout out is going to go to Brad Myers uh Brad Myers is a uh, Forest Hill Central graduate he's a father of Uh, children that come through the district, that have gone through, have graduated, and are still in the high school and at the elementary school level. Brad uh, works at Guiding Light Ministries, and if you don't know what Guiding Light Ministries is, it's uh, through the Guiding Light, its mission is through the Guiding Light of God's Spirit, Guiding Light partners with individuals to fulfill their God-given potential through rescue, recovery, and re-engagement in the community. And It's a really cool program here in Grand Rapids that uh, helps people through recovery, uh, gets them linked back with the community, gets them working and uh, brad is, is is one of the uh major coordinators at guiding lights ministry uh, but most importantly he also is so integrated and interwoven into the community uh, brad is on the thornapple valley baseball league board and he is a long time fhyfl feifle coach i didn't want to say feifle because every time i say Feifel,
0: you i start mean, laughing about that video with the yeah, mouse or, yeah, or the movie exactly, with the mouse. Yeah.
1: exactly he's coached basketball Uh, He's a big wrestling supporter. Like I said, he's an FHC uh, alumni, early 1990s. I believe 92 or 93, um, uh, his son, Mason. uh, I coach Mason had him in class. He's a football player, wrestler, baseball player. Son Hayden is now coming through. He's a football, wrestling, baseball guy. And uh, Brad is just one of these dyed in the wool Rangers. His mom was an elementary school teacher uh, back in the 70s and 80s here and and early 90s, I believe. But Brad is just one of those guys that is, he's at every football game. He's at every wrestling match. He goes to the basketball games. He's just a huge supporter of anything Ranger country. And, uh, you know, we appreciate Brad and his efforts with guiding like ministries and also with, you know, coaching youth sports, shuttling kids back and forth. And he's, he's coached, you know, if if you're a senior to a freshman, he's probably coached you in some sport uh, along the way, or taking you to a tournament of some sort. So thank you, Brad, for all your efforts. Uh, in the community. You are one of our community shout outs. Uh, how about you, John?
0: All right, our other community shout out is one of my neighbors. His name is Adam Majors. Many of you have probably heard of him. He is the Cascade Fire Chief. He lives just down the road from me. Brad, I know that you've been in contact with him quite a bit lately. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that at a later time or maybe we'll, we'll tease it a little bit today but essentially adam came from battle creek he, his hometown was battle creek michigan and he was in the Bar- battle creek fire department there he's also been in the military you said he was in the air force air force, air force. and S- I, I still serving this could be completely fictitious in my brain somewhere maybe it's just because he looks completely ba but uh i have him uh pegged as a smoke jumper at some point in the past or he yeah, did not surprise me uh no not at all he just seems the type he's very calm cool and collected, but. Uh, He's also a man of action. I had a, a bit of a medical emergency at my house back in February, and uh, and uh, he was the first person on the scene, not surprisingly, as he lives down the road from me. And uh, he was there to calm the situation down and get everything under control. And frankly, I still owe him a case of beer for that, that uh, I need to get to him at some point. So he's a great man. He's married to Aaron Majors, and they have, I believe, three daughters. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, but uh, they're all in Ranger country now, and he's a great man. And um, what do you know about him, yeah, Adam so Majors? I,
1: just in the last couple of weeks, I've had some contact with, uh, with Fire Chief Majors, and I echo your sentiments. I mean, I, the, the times I've talked to him and connected with him, number one, he's a Notre Dame football fan, so that's, that's, um, I'm good with that. Uh, but he's also serving our community, and he just seems like he's the right leader for the right time here in Cascade. He wants not only to be the fire chief, but he also wants to be integrated into the community and bring um, that that sense of a small town or a hometown to Cascade. And um, just in, in talking to him, like you said, his children go through Forest Hills Public Schools. He lives in the community. He's getting to know uh, the business leaders. He's getting to know the, the the politicians in the area. He's just, he's a guy who I feel like is gonna provide more than just an, an, not just i mean being a fire chief here and taking care of the safety of your residents is his number one priority but i, I feel like he's going to be um he's going to go beyond the, the 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 fire station the firehouse and into the community and we've been working on a, on a project that i'll tease out here we can't quite give all the details but um i was up at the firehouse yesterday and i got a tour of the the firehouse which used to be the old uh, library back when i was growing up when, I, when it was our kid's age, and he's got. They got a weight room there. They've got. Uh, they've got an aquarium, and I got to see his uh, challenge coin uh, collection. Pretty, pretty cool guy. And uh, like you said, uh, the, the idea that I get about him is that uh, in trouble, or if there's an emergency, I want that guy. You do uh, first to the scene.
0: I've already seen it in person, and you definitely want him there. Now, for the the layperson like myself, Brad, we we touched on this a bit earlier, but. What exactly in brief is a challenge coin?
1: So a challenge coin. Is that one of like a,
0: Dogecoin or one of the uh, no, e-commerce no, things no, that are no, so big no, right not.
1: now? So a challenge coin, and forgive me for not having an exact definition, but it's a military-inspired um, and, and uh, uh, first responder-inspired uh, coin. Think of it kind of like a medal. And you would you would give a coin for, for perhaps in the military would be some sort of valor. Or perhaps achievement, or you have, uh, you know, made some benchmark or standard, or created a special relationship. And I'm sure it's the same in first responders. Is a small coin or medallion bearing an organization's insignia or emblem, and carried by the organization's members. And they might be given to prove membership or um, enhance morale. So that, that's that's what a challenge coin is. I think they're pretty cool, and uh, you know, I got to see his challenge coin collection and it is vast and it's all fire air force fire air force so you know obviously he has an incredible uh, deep well of Um, things that he's done to earn those coins.
0: So this is a little more serious version of, like, if you do an adventure race, like a Spartan race, and you get the, not the race medal necessarily, but you can get those little, like, challenge tokens for having done each one of those. Yeah, in the same spirit. The same same spirit, spirit. but it's, like, more of a civilian... More legit. Gotcha, yep.
1: Right, so, yeah, Uh, so Fire Chief Majors and his whole crew, uh, Lieutenant Albright and everybody there, uh, we appreciate what you do in the community, not only saving lives and saving our homes and our businesses, but also being involved and taking the time to you know, create opportunities like Halloween, 4th of July, Memorial Day, and other special events.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, Chief Majors, if you hear this, if you happen to listen to this podcast, which I hope you do, stop by sometime because I got a case of, uh, of adult beverages for you that we need to parse out, maybe split a couple on the porch. So maybe we'll give Brad a call too.
1: Very good, love it. So um, on to uh, sports. So state semifinals, uh, we defeat Hudsonville in RGSO, Ranger Girls Soccer, uh, epic Quite victory. a year for the girls, quite, quite a year. Quite a year. You know, so they, so they nailed four, four out of three. We went over this on the last one. And then we haven't done the update. They played Heartland um, in the state semis. Excuse me, state semis. It was uh, Hudsonville for the regional finals, Heartland for the semis. So I don't want to rehash this for anybody listening that actually played on the team or had their children playing on the team, but it was a heartbreaking loss. Uh, our goalie got this like random crazy red
0: card, uh, what, Rachel Lynch,
1: n- not Rachel Lynch. I think the starting, uh, goalie and then Rachel Lynch got put in. I don't know the, all this specific don't, don't either way by, by the middle of the first half, we were playing a person down and then wow. by fate had it, Rachel Lynch goes in and I'm not sure how this happened either, but she was like, there was a collision And she got taken out of the game and she was in rough shape, but then they decided, you know, she was like, I want it. She's tough. She's like, I want to go back in. And remember she was the hero that blocked the goal in the previous game to send them to the state semifinals. So she's like, I want back in. I want back in. She goes out. They play the rest of the game, a person down. They still only lose three to two to Heartland. The game ends. She's walking off the field and she collapses.
0: Oh my gosh, I had so, no idea about so this. She
1: had, so she had a broken rib, punctured her lung.
0: Oh my goodness, are you serious? Ru- yes, yeah,
1: she had to be rushed to the hospital. CJ uh, Strausser, our new trainer, she, he was there with her at the uh, local hospital, I think in Lansing, until midnight. Uh, she's doing fine, she's doing fine now, but she but she was able to play. She played the rest of the game on adrenaline.
0: I'm not surprised, Brad. You know what, um, I don't know if you've ever worked with her. Um, your daughters play soccer, my daughter plays soccer, but... And I've worked with a lot of the high school soccer girls. And there's there are some sports and there are some athletes, soccer, hockey, football, where athletes will not disclose their injuries to the training staff. They won't tell the coaches. They won't no. tell how bad it is until after the game. Yeah, so she you. she probably knew that she was in rough shape, even with the adrenaline, and she did not care. You played that, the rest of the game. That's just my wife played softball in high school, and she had her arm broken in the second inning, and she played out the rest of the game with a broken arm, batting, playing first base, oh, you know, catching the ball with a broken arm. Right. Um, some people are just built different, as, as they would say online these days. So, um, obviously, Rachel Lynch. I wouldn't advise her doing that in the future, but it's yeah, impressive. It, it, that's it, it, like it, a Carrie Strouser. Was she the one that did the – remember the American gymnast who jumped yes. with a broken ankle? Uh, Carrie, Carrie Strugg, Struggs. Carrie Struggs. That was a very Carrie Strugg yeah. moment of yeah.
1: her. Oh, yeah. So, that cements her as a hometown hero in my book.
0: Hall of Fame. You know, not,
1: Yeah. So, not only – you know, kind of helping send the team to the state semifinals, but then playing the remainder of the game. And anybody who was there, that was like, if we had one, if we had even amount of players, we would have won. Like, I mean, you can't say that, but you can. I mean, we still only lost three to two down a person playing with a goalie who had a collapse lung.
0: I got to, you know, I got I to gotta get some clarification from some of the girls that I know, because I've never in my entire life ever seen a keeper get a red card. It might
1: not have been a keeper. Again, we're going to get clarification on this, but it was a very heated game. Anyways, Heartland went on to win the state championship four to zero in the finals, and, by all accounts, and we hung with them three two. I hate to say, I hate to say it as a coach because I've never been a woulda, coulda, shoulda, but we should have been in that state finals. So uh, epic, epic um, season on those girls' parts. So uh, four stills rugby played at the Meyer State Games. We played Granville, who uh, we we played Granville, and we played a team called Legacy, which draws from like Detroit Catholic Central, Howell, Loyola. Uh, these different schools in Detroit. It's basically like a Detroit team. um we ended up <laughs> different dollar different day, but uh, we were leading Granville beat us eighty to zero in the regular season. They just pummeled us. Good lord um, because they they were state champions. we right. were all you know mostly brand new players. we were beating them going into the second half and then they ended up beating us fourteen to seven. so dramatic improvement, um, huge improvement on our part. so and it was a, and it was an actual like it was a game it was it was a game. so um, guys had fun. Some of our uh, alumni, Tommy Hendricks, White Angler, Harrison Angler, they played um, with some of the guys from the Gazelles on a team called the Misfits, and they played in the men's open division and are a part of a team victory there. So that was fun. Um, locally, uh, Dave Mills, uh, uh, Coach Mills, who was a PE teacher, longtime wrestling coach, local legend stable in his own the right, community, stable for the sure. community, um, he brought in Shane Griffith, who those of you who are laypersons. Shane Griffith was an NCAA Division I champion for wrestling champion for Stanford. Stanford was going to cut 11 of their sports. Stanford, you know, boasts that they produce more Olympians than any other college, right? That's kind of their hallmark. Well, they were going to eliminate like 11 Olympic sports at the end of this school year. Well, Shane Griffith, including the wrestling team, Shane Griffith was, I think, fifth, sixth, maybe, I can't remember. He was a lower seed comes through the NCAA tournament, wins the NCAA championships on ESPN live wearing a black singlet. He did not wear the Stanford logo. Oh. And in a a sign of protest in the championship finals. Anyhow, it's enough that it causes enough uproar that they decide to keep the program. And he's saying, so this guy, this young, you know, 20 year old guy, basically single-handedly saves 11 sports, including his own wrestling program at Stanford. Anyhow, he was here in Grand Rapids with Dave Mills and Matt Mills. He's good buddies with Matt Mills. He did a clinic um, the other day on Saturday. And uh, for all the area, there's about 100 kids there. Area wrestlers got to be around this, what I consider a great hero of American wrestling and college athletics, in my opinion. So that was going on on Saturday. Uh, and then Thorn Apple Valley Baseball League uh, wrapped up their season. And here are the league tournament results. Uh, senior League champions was the Terry Berry team. This is their 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 teams are based on their sponsors. Okay. So, Team Terry Berry, uh, coached by Jason Brzezinski and Jay McKeller. Major League winners were Regal Holdings, uh, coached by Jamie Buff and Jay Tenney. Good job, guys. You know those guys. I was on spring break with them. Minor League champions was the Cascade Roadhouse. Taylor Snow, coached by Taylor Snow and Jason Walshler. And then if you want to go through the – got the next results.
0: Yeah. So, after that, we've got the Rookie League, and that's uh, Grand Rapids Eye Care. Uh, let's see, Chad – snack and David uh, shed. Did you just give me these guys because they've got the most interesting names? Is exactly exactly they're did. Sorry guys if I mispronounce that but uh, then we've got the Youth League uh, sponsored by Meyer. We had Kevin Bloom and Mark Vandervelde um, so that's congrats. pretty much it. Yeah those are good job guys. I'm sure it was a long season. We had some interesting weather and, and some adversity with COVID and whatnot so um, well done to all the teams that, that managed to win their divisions, and well done to the coaches who hopefully made it fun for the you know the kids and, and you know educational and and that's what it's all about giving yeah, those kids an took, opportunity to experience success. So very, good job.
1: Very much uh, a slice of Americana when you roll up to the Lions. We, we've talked about it before, but Thornapple Valley Baseball League played at the Lions Field right there off Thornapple River Drive. It's it's always heartwarming to go by and see all the crowds there. And, Absolutely. And so to everybody that plays local, we salute you. Uh, speaking of local, 4th of July and Ada is coming up this weekend. It should be exciting. On on um, July 2nd, there's a bike decoration at the Ada Township Parks uh, at the uh, pavilion there. Helpers and materials will be available. It's $10 for each youth bike. And the Summer Youth Program Registration Packets will be there as well if you want to register for one of their, their youth programs. But you can decorate your bike. And then the next day is the parade at 10 to 11 a.m. And the kids parade line up will be on Headley between Ada Drive and the library uh, near the regular parade lineup and River Street between Thornapple River Drive. And so the kids get to ride first, I believe.
0: Yeah, I love when they do this kind of thing. Uh, Julia, when she was younger, used to participate in it. At, like we'd go camping in Traverse right. City and they'd have the kids all get together and they'd have ribbons and bunting and flowers and glow sticks and all sorts of stuff. And then the kids would like ride around the campground to parade. I'm sure this is the same kind of deal. They get to ride there's going to be a lot of people because there's always a lot of people and watching Cascade, the parade. The parade is not
1: having theirs, so I think all those Cascade residents are They're going gonna to go move over to Ada areas. for sure. Yes, so cool. Yeah. Um, classic car show, eleven a.m. to two p.m. I'm going to check that out as well. That's on River Street, in the parking lot behind Mud Penny. Music at Le- Legacy Park. What do you know? Six thirty to nine thirty p.m. Um, Hark Up and Voices of Freedom, which will be pretty neat. So you can go there, check out music. Hang out, bring a picnic.
0: We're talking no tickets or anything, right? You just show I, I mean, up and it's a open.
1: Think, it looks like an open pavilion. And then fireworks at 9.30, 10 p.m. shortly after the band finishes at dark. What a great finale, right? So band and then they're going to finish up at so dark.
0: It's going to be downtown Ada. So I'm, I'm thinking if you could sit at Mudpenny or Gravel Bottom or, or one of those places with the outdoor seating and, and watch the fireworks, then you're pretty much winning Ada at that point, right?
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think those are great spots. This is This is fantastic. So I think that's what we'll be doing as a family going and checking out the the Ada 4th of July activities. And then, of course, speaking of Ada, there's Ada Music on the Lawn on Wednesdays. This week is off, obviously, because it's 4th of July week, and they're prepping for that. But they'll be back on July 7th with open mic night, uh, Luke James Studio. And then on the 14th, right side up, on the 21st, King Biscuit Trio, and the 28th, Adams Family. So those are really neat as well. It's at the same spot. It's put on by the Ada Historical Society. And uh, those are Wednesdays, 7 to 9 p.m., starting back up after the fourth of july break john did you get your meyer garden summer concert series tickets
0: you know brad um i know we made a promise on here that we were going to go out and do that because it's not something that either one of us has done but um <laughs> got caught up in the summer schedule and you know you and i just sat and looked at it today to see what's still out there and it's pretty much all now that i think the symphony on the lawn was still available was it not symphony
1: or was still available
0: everything else including collective soul and kansas and america, america. and uh, old crow medicine show and all of those bands sold out pipe, i'm not surprised Bird Pipe
1: has openings
0: I'm oh the really
1: 24th, but i'm already out of town i'm 24th uh, or at least will be for the day so fur pipe is open but yeah all the ones that we were talking about that we were blues traveler
0: blues traveler, all blues traveler been cool. they're,
1: they're all sold out so if there's any openings out there and you want to take john or i <laughs> Get a
0: hold of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I wouldn't mind being a third wheel. People, if yeah. you're willing to, <laughs> yeah,
1: if you got an extra ticket. Um, hit us up. I'm not sure my wife would like staying home and me going out, but uh, yeah, I'd love to check that out. And so we missed the ball again this year. Um, so we'll have to check that out next year. So just teasing this out a little bit. We can't reveal all of the details, but uh, pretty exciting news coming very soon in the next couple of weeks with all the details and all the information. You'll see a hopefully a big uh, social media uh, push was the fact that there is a fun day for Cascade and Ada families being planned to coincide with the Ranger Homecoming, which by the way, Ranger Homecoming week, if you don't know and you're not familiar, it is the largest homecoming in the state of Michigan with the Ranger Rumble, 3,500 people, teachers and and students all gathering at uh, the high school on that first Monday, powder puff game in the Midwest. We also have a large tailgate, uh, largest parade, and the game and the dance and everything, but that, that, this event is going to coincide with uh that week and it's going to be a full day of events and it's fun for the whole family which is really cool so
0: planning i'm really out. excited you know like you said we can't get away all the details but you know this may be something that we've kind of discussed in the past on this podcast and it, and it seems like um you know it's going to be a good time
1: seems like so. things are coming to fruition and if, if anything has come out of this podcast this will be like a tangible this will be something tangible that we, we kind of initially talked about and started with conversations. So looking forward to bringing those details and updates. Uh, we'll let the dust settle from the 4th of July, and then I think you're going to hear about it soon after. So looking forward to that. Um, summer, which brings us to, oh, we've got the Church on the Hill update. This sparked a little bit of uh, area controversy. John. It did. I, I, I hear were...
0: Facebook was really lighting up with some some opinions about this topic.
1: Yes. So we had Grace lesbronce on a few weeks back and – we were talking about this was one of the topics. Basically, we wanted to get her on to just talk about you know her activities in the in the township and church, of the hill, church on the hill came up. It's that property at Wycliffe. and it kind of got rolling from there. Not from there, but it was already rolling. But uh, so it got taken up for a vote or was going to be taken up for a vote. I actually went to the township board. I'm not going to hide my leanings. I believe it should be made a park. I'm not going to be brokenhearted if it's not. I feel like it'll be a missed opportunity. I know that others believe differently, but yes, it became a hot topic on Facebook and the most uh, controversial of all neighborhood uh, social media outlets next door.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to cause controversy. Obviously, we know from this podcast right now that we are we are pro green space and we are pro park. One of the reasons that people love Cascade is because we have the, you know, the green, the trees. The, and they're like I've said before, that tree on that hill is an yeah. amazing sight. And I just, um, I understand that people have different opinions when it comes to politics and when it comes to a variety of things. But I cannot understand people not wanting to preserve some of the natural, mm. you know, beauty of our area. Especially after we lost so much of it to the, you know, I, I'm not trying to pan it or anything. But we expanded the cemetery and we lost a lot of a green lot of space there so next
1: time you drive up cascade road towards whitneyville take a look to the left all those trees will be they'll be gone that whole hillside will be gone and and i know that detractors and and again i'm all for civil discourse i believe that we can talk about things and disagree and agree to be dis and, and, and be disagreeable disagree, being disagreeable and so i know that there's people that perhaps listen to like this is that's a crazy idea what a waste of taxpayer money and that's fine um, but I believe they're not making more land. And I was, in, and I actually went and spoke at the township board, uh, meeting and in favor of it, I got to speak. That was a really neat civic moment for me. I've never gone and spoken at the, um, the township board meeting. So I got up there and it's on YouTube. If you want to check it out, in fact, you can check out all the speakers, uh, but they had they, four to three, It got voted down. So then it, it didn't die there. Somebody Posted something online again, as as would have it. So yeah, I hate seeing things devolve to its lowest common denominator online. Like the debate quickly goes off the rails, and so I just put out there a petition for no other reason than to say, okay, if you want it, and you want the park, and you want it to be reconsidered, sign the petition. If there's overwhelming support, let's say 200 signatures, it gets brought before the board again for reconsideration. If it falls flat and seven people sign it well then it's done and then we move on and it doesn't just continue to be this you know repartee back and forth of toxic next door facebook mm. instagram posts and chats it can just be put to bed i'm all about let's let's figure out if there's support if not yep. let's move on to the next project
0: Yep. It doesn't really matter what our opinion is. It matters what the the majority chooses. I do know, I have heard, and no names being mentioned, that they're still making moves behind the scenes on this. There's discussion taking place between board members that voted no and voted yes, and they're looking for compromise. So it's not a dead issue. It's still, you know, it's still a live issue, but we'll see. You know, it's not, it's up to the, not the will of the voters, but the will of the elected officials to see if it's in the best interest of our community.
1: Yeah, And, and I... I give credit to all of the elected officials on our board, all seven of them, to serve publicly, to take time away from your business or your profession, and to take time away from your family to serve your community, I believe, is the is the personification of civic virtue. So, you know, whether they vote for or against it, I'm glad that there's people that want to serve, especially this day and age where it's not like the old days where you get a letter, right? True. Now you're getting you know, raked over the coals. I'm
0: sure they're getting phone calls. They're getting emails. They're getting social media posts. Right.
1: It's not, it's not an easy gig. No, it's not. And And it's
0: thankless in a lot of cases.
1: It it very much is. And I believe in, in public service, whether it's in an official capacity or unofficial capacity. And so we appreciate those board members. We hope that they vote in favor of it. But if they don't, let's move on to the next project that's and, right. and get it done
0: right no you it's know what that, that' that's not something that a lot of people are able to do this in this day and age let go when things don't go the way you do or they, that you wanted them you just got to move on people yeah, you well, can't you can't repeat the right. past old sport well
1: John it just boils down to this is uh, I'm, I'm a man who's full of monikers and mantras and this is one that I use with my wrestlers and my now my rugby players and all my AP world history students and my kids know this one you're gonna have a breakdown or breakthrough. And, uh, when, when things get hard, you can either break down, go hide under George Costanza style under a desk, or you can have a breakthrough and get something done. And, and so in in this, in this case, Hey, if we don't, if, if the people that want the park don't, we don't get a park, we got to break through and find another project to get passionate about. And if, if you don't get what you want, go out and get the next best thing. That's another, that's an Iowa wrestling statement. Now, all
0: that said, Brad, I know we got a lot of important stuff to talk about, but there was also a really important thing that happened after you spoke to the board. I don't know if you recall, but you came to Ken George's house after that. (laughs) And there was a, you know, a small scale cornhole tournament. So
1: this, yes, John, thank you. I can't believe we didn't put this on. Uh, Yes, so I spoke, uh, I sat there and I listened to a few more speakers and then I, I slid out the back door because... Our Cornhole League was playing. And I'm going to call it a Cornhole League. I am. I think that's fair.
0: We've had two meetings, three meetings at this point. Three meetings at
1: this point. I'm going to call it a Cornhole League. What do we have? A dozen players. We have a little bracket and um, double elimination tournament. And it's a collection of some of us teachers and administrators. And we get together and we just play some Cornhole in the backyard. And it's very serious. So we draw names. Oh, we're all
0: very competitive people. There's no doubt
1: about that. Every person's putting it on the board, right? Every person's putting it on the board consistently. It's not like... There's this huge gap, but John was paired with our good buddy Lang Davis, who, if you tuned into the uh, fall football games, he was uh, one of the guys that was in the booth with me uh, broadcasting the football games. Anyhow, John and Lang got paired together, which instantly I knew these guys were, they were like, you know, putting LeBron and Kobe together. Well, you back know, in the day.
0: you would have thought that, but then uh, we kept the, the previous week's champions together, which was Coach Carhartt, Kyle Carhartt, and, and Ty George. We uh, were formidable, we, and we played against them in the first round. And Lang yes. and I fell. Um, we we went over twice because you gotta. You, we played a fifteen just for time and, and lighting. And I went over fifteen twice. I specifically did that, unfortunately. And we have to get directly to fifteen, or else you go back to ten. Yeah. We did that twice. We ended up falling and going into the the losers bracket
1: playing
0: and we had to beat every other team in order to make it back to play against those guys again and then they hadn't lost so we had to play against them and beat them two two games in a row and we did it man Lang and I sealed the deal
1: didn't you throw a ringer at the end to win
0: no unfortunately you mean like just put one in the hole or I think I did I think I I I skyballed it I airmailed it right in for the win but in our first round, glorious moment for John Fisher. The one that we lost, the game we lost. I threw a four bagger right out of the gate. I
1: know, <laughs> and I know. we still
0: went down. It so. Still went
1: down. So, and I was the, I was the guy who, we, we lost our. It was me and Steve Passano, principal for Central. We lost our first matchup, and then had to play you guys. But well, you
0: were matched up against Ken George in your first round. Where you not? I know it was unfair. We there's Ken George is... is He's a dark horse a dark, yes. because he, he seems nice and, and gentle and easygoing in real life. But you play a game against him and there is, a, well, his two sons, Jordan and Ty. Those are the embodiments of his personality. One
1: a three-point record shooting record at Forest Hill Central. Yes. They're accurate. They're accurate family.
0: They are an athletic family. They're a competitive family. And and Ty yeah. is the embodiment of Ken's um, athletic competitive nature. There's a lot of yelling and a lot of like chanting and maybe yeah. a little bit of trash talk on the down yeah. low. And, uh, yeah, it was Ken, a great Ken's a difficult man to beat.
1: It was a great tournament. And then you being paired with Lang Davis, he's from the West side. Lang lives on the West side. I think that's all they do is eat pierogies and play bags. Based on how well and, he threw. I'd say yeah, that's the case. I, I think, I mean, it's like, I think that's their backyard activity at all times. So Lang was professional. He just, he had the style. He kicked up his back heel. He did a great job. So that was, um, that was a great, great fun, great fun championship goes to John. You're the champion till the next, till the next time. So
0: That's right. And since I'm taking next week off to go to the cottage, I don't, if there's a, if there's a cornhole, neither Lang or I will be there. So I yeah, don't know what you guys are going to do. we're
1: taking a hiatus, I think. And then when everybody gets back into town, we'll, we'll play again. So congrats, congrats. You are the league thank lead, thank lead, lead champion for the week. So, all right. That brings us to the, uh, Rangers summer recommendations. The rule is that it must be within a 15-minute drive of Ranger Country in order to be one of our recommendations. I'm going to recommend the Boulder Ridge Zoo in Alto. If you haven't been there, it's another hidden gem. It's about 10 minutes from where I live-ish. It's out in the uh, southeast corner of Alto, and it's a huge zoo uh, out in the middle of nowhere virtually, and it has giraffes and zebras and all these different animals and it's very family friendly. It's cost effective. You can ri- drive up. You're usually not waiting in any lines. They have a really cool bus tour where you get to see all these different range animals, and it's just it's a great it's a great day. You can hit it up and be done in about two hours. So it's not like an all day. You're walking around, sweating. Deal. It's it's very it's sized, and the dynamics of it is you can get around in a stroller if you have a stroller, small kids. Um, but it, it's a great time. They got a little gift shop. Do so. they still
0: have the aviary where you can? go in uh with a stick uh, popcorn, uh popsicle stick with birdseed on it yes. and have birds fly all over yes. and land on your head and stuff. They they absolutely do. That's We did really that fun. when Julia was younger than Violet and, like she went in there and I gave her a stick to hold and she put it right in her mouth and had the birds landing on it. She's every, a little every, maniac.
1: Everything got flocked to was I can't remember if it was Stella or Zeta but they're feeding a leaf it was Zeta it was feeding a leaf to the giraffe and she held onto the leaf and the giraffe started to pick up the leaf. And she started to get picked up, and we're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" And I was we just going to ask if you've a, seen.
0: There's a viral video where a kid does that. That's actually a little bit smaller than her, uh, and the draft picks him up in the air, and the parents have to jump in, and grab exact him.
1: Exact same thing happened. Now, wow. now, granted, you didn't get as high as that, but that's amazing. you were probably Violet size. You're four or five, and we and Amanda grabbed you because <laughs> and I'm sure this probably happens every day. Yeah, and they just have that family happened to catch it on video. And uh, kind of cool,
0: but that, that's uh, a little an, scary Again, life license. is about collecting memories and experiences. That is a memory that you're going to have to tell people for, about at some point. We will never
1: forget. So that's my summer uh, ranger recommendation. How about you, John?
0: Okay, my run ranger recommendation is actually really well known. Everybody in Cascade, in ranger country knows about this place, but I feel like it's not a widely utilized resource. We were just talking about parks. Yeah,
1: it piqued my interest.
0: Yeah. Tassel Park. I mean, how often do you go to Tassel Park? It's, Me, it's there. Yeah. But how I often go. do you actually go there?
1: I go. Not I, not not like every week, but I go there. But I know what you mean.
0: It's a great walking distance from, you know, the Cascade Central area. You can go, go and get a shake or some ice cream or some food from Frosty Boy. Perfect. You can walk down there. There's benches. You can fish in the river. There's a splash pad that kids can play on. Kids oh, of all ages love going there and playing on that splash pad. Uh, there are... There are pavilions in case you want to actually have a party or, you know, a graduation party was taking place there the other day. I saw a wedding party, not the actual wedding, but the reception taking place there not that long ago. Uh, There's great fishing up the hill because you can go above the dam and fish up there. And there's just, there's nice grassy areas where you could play bocce ball or you could play frisbee. It's a great area. And I feel like when I go there, which, you know, frequently I'll go there. I'll take a walk down there by myself or what have you. Uh, it's rarely got more than a couple of people at it And I'm not trying to get it blown up or anything, but that is a great green space And I just wanted to say even though everybody knows it I want to encourage you to go back down there and experience it again for the first time
1: and check it out Yes, uh, it's funny you mention that because we went to frosty boy the other day We put in an order for broasted chicken and while we were waiting for the roasted chicken. We went and walked Tassel Park, uh, I think again, just teasing it out this event that we're talking about in the fall, that's going to coincide with the ranger homecoming. Well, it's going to encompass is, that. It's going to bring people. That's going to create an awareness of Tassel park. And it's going to bring people to Tassel park is what, Very one cool. of the hopes is. So yeah, Tassel park is beautiful. It's great. And when we were growing up, that riverside was not available. There are homes there and the Tassel family, uh, helped donate that land and that parcel. So yeah, go it's check a great it out. space. I'm There's gonna... a
0: fishing dock you can put in kayaks. It's, it's an amazing area. It and is
1: hundred uh, percent. agree. I, tassel park i can't believe we haven't talked about
0: it yet. i know it's not a business so i might be cheating a little bit but it no, you no, know no. it's uh, been in the back of my head talked, for a while we
1: talked last week about the adventures and we talked about uh the, the the park and picnic
0: yeah that's true, uh, right so, at the, the park at the end of burton yes, we mentioned if
1: you have small children the splash pad will entertain them for hours
0: yeah you bring a solo cup with you solo they cup, put it upside yes. down oh my gosh yes. hours of entertainment
1: yes very much so we need to go check that out again um so that brings us to the top five. Our top five finishing up here. Our Pretty top excited five, about this
0: top five, Brad. Yeah, you, you, right up my starter, alley.
1: Can talk about this uh, at great lengths. Uh, John can tell us a little bit about what he does with the family happy hour. But our top five is small breweries, and, and we're gonna we're going to disclude simply because we've talked about them so much. Thornapple Brewing Company and Gravel Bottom. Those are we're homers for them. Obviously, we, they're we amazing. Love, we love them. We were we were up there the other night having at Thornapple Brewing Company having a pretzel. You're at Gravel Bottom. Um, so, you know, obviously those are two of our favorites. So we kind of want to broaden the horizon and talk about places that are within 10 minutes, 15 minutes. one of them's a bit of a cheat yeah. Yeah, from the North part of Ada, right? That, Maybe. This is true. This um, is true. So we're going to talk about the top five small breweries. If you are a fan of breweries or ciders, uh, these are great places to and check just, out.
0: Yep. Just a reminder. These are not breweries where, you know, it's not like the old days in the eighties and nineties where you go to a bar and it's a bar and you know, kids aren't welcome. It's not a family friendly environment. Modern breweries, which most of you probably know that if you're listening to this, they are a family-friendly environment. They love having families come in. There's often kids' menus or treats somewhere on the menu. Games. There's board games. There's, you know, depending on where you go, um, excellent places to take the family. So
1: Agree. Yeah. I think they built that. The idea, well, when we first started teaching here, here I wouldn't publicly go out and have a cold beverage even in the area. Uh, Just... That was kind of the. It was
0: still stigmatized. That was, the, that was
1: the way it was here growing up, and even when we started teaching here. But then Grand Rapids kind of glommed onto the whole Beer City USA identity.
0: Yeah, and it's I think we like... have to give founders a tip of the cap for that because I think they changed that paradigm for us in Grand Rapids. I mean,
1: it's a major industry here, and it's very much a part of our collective identity. But what I like is when this grew organically into that Beer City USA. It was family oriented. And I don't think there's a place that you, a brewery that you go to where kids aren't welcome, you know, during the day, during dinner time. It's all built around and centered around bring your family, sit at a long table and hang out and play Uno.
0: Yeah, I would challenge you to try to find a brewery that doesn't love having kids there because I don't think you could do it. No, I don't think you can. And and of
1: course, these top five uh, fall under that category of loving families and and they're great. So what's your top one, John?
0: All right, so we got a list and the first one that popped in my head is because of recent experience Schmoe's Brewery, which we've mentioned before, we talked about maybe doing an on-location recording yes. there sometime. Okay. Schmoe's is off the beaten path. It's, it's right on the edge of Ranger Country, down Patterson, right there by the ice rink. It's a small brewery, and it, it's been that way ever since I came to Grand Rapids. Um, but it is a great place to take the kids. It's not a super busy place. And that's actually kind of nice too, because the you can niche. you can go niche. in. Yeah. There are there are great people working the bar there. They are happy to serve you and happy to help. There's a pool table. There's darts. I think there's cornhole outside. And the best part is, so last week I believe it was Tuesday after softball, after I played here at Ada, uh, some of my friends and I were like, where? Like the kids are like, we want to go for ice cream. And I said, I don't want ice cream. Let's go someplace that's actually you know cool for adults. We ended up compromising. We went to Schmoe's, and I didn't realize this, but Schmoe's, they have their own root beer, which most people know that, Um, but they, if you go in with kids, they will make you a root beer float, and all the kids were ecstatic about that. We got nine, well, we had nine kids. We got nine root beer floats that night. So root beer, vanilla ice cream. See, I
1: did not know that they
0: made root beer I didn't know it until we walked in with those kids and they offered it up. So that was a really nice surprise. The adults were able to sit at a table and talk about life and softball and and dad jokes. And the kids were playing ping pong, actually, because they had a ping pong top over the pool table. Kids were playing ping pong and, and having a... You know, their own uh, root beer folks. It was a great
1: time. And they have the popcorn amazing. and they have the pretzels.
0: The free popcorn. Free popcorn that was a pretzels. huge hit, too. You can go over there and get popcorn and, you know, put your white cheddar seasoning on It's It's a small place and there's not a lot of people there, but they'll love to see you. You should yeah. go. There's no reason you shouldn't go and try Schmosa. Go out. check
1: it out. And I know that they get the uh, Patterson Ice Hockey parent crowd from time to time. Uh, one of our, one of the living local legends, one of the greatest teachers, FHC, has, has produced uh, Chris McLeese. That was his spot. Oh, it We've was. We talked about that. I went in there uh, one time, and you can buy drinks and leave it for them in their yep.
0: mug. Buy them a ticket. And I bought them a ticket. A I did that tickets, same thing. The day You're, already, you're retired anything. in there
1: waiting. Yeah, yeah. So go out and check out Schmoe's. So next one would be Brewery Vivant. Big fan of Brewery Vivant. I haven't been there since pre-COVID, but love Brewery Vivant. It's built in an old, now forgive me if I'm getting this wrong, an old Arsalowitz funeral home chapel's yes is where it's built right there on cherry. It still has there's the stained glass right there. Glass. I think
0: it's on cherry. Cherry, okay. just off wealthy. I'd have to double yes, check. Yes, uh, there's
1: but... that little kind of like jog, jog on the road. But Brewery Vivant, it's modeled after old an old Dutch or Belgian brewer brewing Belgian, I believe. Belgian, Belgian, yep. Belgian brew house, and it has those long wooden tables and the outdoor seating. And it's just, it does have an old world. If you've ever been to Europe and gone to some of their beer halls. Where you just had,
0: set at a big long table yeah, with, and set, got, with strangers. And, right.
1: Yeah. It's 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 got a great feel to it. Great, great cold beverages. Great menu. They have a poutine, which is like the great, the leek gravy over the fries. I mean, uh, oh, my mouth is watering. Uh, don't, don't forget about, about
0: the most famous thing they have there. It's the duck nachos. Oh, nachos with duck. I've That's what duck everybody's. Nachos. Everybody says if you go there you gotta try the Duck
1: Nachos. I have tried the Duck Nachos on more than one occasion. So Brewery Vivant, what's next, John?
0: All right, next on the list. So I'm actually I'm gonna let you have Cedar Springs when you get to that, but I'm gonna start I'm gonna say Railtown. Okay. Now that one is a bit of a stretch. It's down in Dutton, but I think you can make it there in fifteen minutes. Um even if you drive safely. Railtown is owned by Jim and Cherry. I cannot remember their last name off the top of my head at this moment. But Jim and Cherry were mug clubbers at Gravel Bottom back in the day when it was the old Gravel Bottom. Yes. And so I actually knew them quite well. They opened up their own brewery over in Dutton. They started off small in a strip mall. And uh, it got so popular. They were able to buy a giant lot next door and go with a two-story structure. That's They've awesome. their Miracle
1: business doing well.
0: Now, Jim and Terry have, uh, I believe, a a Korean background, and their food uh, has – it's a fusion. So you can get some street tacos, some chicken street tacos. If you go there, obviously the adult beverages are important, and they've got lots of great food. But you got to get the gochoo sauce. you got to get the chicken tacos with the gochoo sauce. I order gochujang sauce on the side. We get tater tots sometimes. I'm like, can we get a couple of side orders of gochu sauce? Because I just want to dip that. So I would slather myself in it, I think, if it was socially appropriate. <laughs> but Brad, it's not. They told me. It's just not.
1: It's just not. Just for tater tots <laughs> and other um, confectionery items. So I will, I will check that out. Rail Railtown Town. Brewing. That's one I have not been to. And I have no excuse because Dutton's about... I'm at that weird corner where it's 10 minutes away. Yeah. I, sh- I should be, I sh- I've driven through Dutton many times. The kids will love
0: it, man. They really will. All right, we'll Good go food. check it
1: out. So next is Cedar Springs Brewing Company. So if you want traditional Bavarian food, it's in Cedar Springs, obviously Cedar, Cedar Springs Brewing Company. And I have family that live in Munich. I've been to Munich. I've been to the beer gardens there. I've had their food. I've been, you know, many times where I've had kind of the Austrian, Bavarian um, pretzels and spätzle and, um, just this good German Bavarian food, they nail it. They've got it nailed.
0: They do. And
1: their, their, their beers are um, delicious and very much in that Bavarian, you know, the, the Bavarian spirit. So quick story is um, uh, we didn't do it last – no, excuse me. We did do it last summer. Each summer I do an extended ruck, like an endurance ruck, which is a walk underweight. And one summer I planned a ruck. We were going to ruck from Lowell to Cedar Springs Brewing Company, which is 50 miles on the nose. Woo. And we do, we do it in one day on the North Country Trail, which will be another dollar another day. Anyhow, we we all train for this. This is a group of uh, six or seven of my close uh, buddies and, and one, of my, one of my cousins. Anyhow, training, training, training. What I was so excited about was finishing at the Cedar Springs Brewing Company and having one of those huge pretzels that's bigger than, you know, a small human being and a tall, frosty beer. We get all the way to cedar springs brewing company where it ends
0: don't tell me it wasn't close was it no we walk in we
1: sit down and i'm like i probably spent ten thousand calories we've walked 50 miles we're all just sweating bruised battered dehydrated they give us the beers and we go to order and they're like sorry kitchen closed and here are seven guys who have walked 50 miles to have and they would not open the kitchen back up it was like out of that movie falling down. Have you ever seen that with, yeah, Michael, with Douglas, Michael Douglas he goes into order? The, uh, he goes into order the, uh, the, the breakfast food and uh, goes in to order the breakfast food. And they're like, sorry, you know, we stopped serving breakfast food. Like, and it was like three minutes ago. So we didn't get our pretzels, but I tell you what, I would go back. I don't hold it against them. I would go back in a heartbeat. And in fact, I, I, that's my goal when I head North, Uh, Next, that is my next stop. So, Cedar Springs Brewing Company, traditional Bavarian food and beer.
0: The one secret thing about there now, they have a bunch of uh, like uh, barbecue meats and such as well. And the one thing I really love about that place, other than the authentic European food, uh, they don't do this anymore without you asking, but they have like kits, like six pack holders full of different. Barbecue sauces, different sauces that you can try, yeah. and I don't know about you. I, you're not—that's you, oh, right. I do know you about you, but my child, I mean, my an yeah, that's right. You're <laughs> you're an anti-saucer, um, but uh, I love sauces and I love me. They they bring me a whole variety of different sauces to try out on fries, and that's, remember, that's a good time.
1: I, I do have one. There's one caveat there. I love I like mustard. I'm, I do like a good like, like a stone, a stone ground, ground mustard. Yeah, I'm a mustard guy, and mustard goes well with German food. This is true. This is true. And I'll put mustard on a, on a hot dog too. So, um, anyhow, I'm not a barbarian, you know, a barbarian. I'm not going to put like barbarian and put uh, ketchup on my hot dogs. Anyways, (laughs) uh, mustard is it. John, uh, last one, Elk Brewing Company. Elk Brewing Company has two locations. One location on, I think it's Cherry or Wealthy right there.
0: It's right down. It's walking distance from uh, from, uh, Brewery brewery. for Sure.
1: Great spot. You can go out back and play bags. Um, they've got different uh, yard games and, 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 just it just has a great very clean very uh, modern atmosphere with the with kind of a vintage touch to it but they also have another location in Comstock Park over near Mill Creek tavern um, so go check out elk Brewing Company a very nice little hidden gem and there's a lot of small breweries that we love but those are top five for you to go check out I'm gonna go check out realtown brewing uh, company in Dutton so I'm glad that we talked about that today so John it's been great it is it's got to be 85 degrees out, and it has got to be 100 percent humidity. Yeah, it's a right bit now. sweltering in here yeah, right now. But uh, yeah, I need to find a way to get an air. That's my next job. This this is um, I, I do have a way to get air conditioning in here, and I'm going to find that way so that next time we do this and it's it's this humid, we will not be sweating as we're sitting here. So eh, appreciate you it was worth over, it. Appreciate you coming over to Streamside Hall. We actually went to the gathering place this morning, with our daughters had breakfast. So we visited a local diner.
0: Um, thought it would set a nice tone before we did the podcast. It did set
1: a nice tone. It was great to be there with you and, and your daughter, Julie, and my daughter's got those huge uh, Belgian waffles, and uh, they're they're running around the property right now. So anyhow, I'm going to give you my final words uh, going into the 4th of July weekend. Please, please use good judgment. If you have to stop and think whether it's right or wrong, it's probably wrong, and nothing good happens after midnight. Even on the 4th of July, I recommend you are in bed, or at least inside on the 4th of July, uh, but also having a great time while you're doing it. So. Take care. Have a good one.
0: Yes. And Brad, on on our behalf and on the entire Ranger community behalf and on the behalf of our one of our community outreaches or uh, shout outs to uh, Chief Aaron or Adam Majors. I just want to throw out there again. Be careful. Be safe this weekend. Fireworks are not a joke. They're cool. They're fun. I've seen people lose fingers and hands personally. Don't mess with them. Don't think you can throw them. Bad, bad idea, especially when adult beverages and explosives mix. Anyway, uh, take that as you will. Take it with a grain of salt. That's right, (laughs) John Fisher, dad of Cascade. Absolutely. Um, I want you to go out there in the community. I want you to assume positive intentions from your fellow rangers. I want you to assume positive intentions from everybody. And I want you to be the change that you want to see in the world. Thank you so much, rangers. We'll see you probably in a couple of weeks. Take care.